Hello. Hello. Hey there. Is, is anyone home? Hello, anyone I'm, in the world? I'm home. Oh, you are? Yeah. Uh, let me in. Welcome in. Glad to have you. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here uh, in the house of bookends. <laughs> I am so happy to host you this holiday weekend in the house of bookends. This holiday weekend, this holiday season. Happy it's Thanksgiving, now, everybody. It is now Christmas. Hey, yep. we, have a, we have less than a month to Christmas. I know. It's amazing. I'm upset about it, which uh, soapbox time. I don't like Thanksgiving as why it's around. I do like the idea of a primer for Christmas where you say that you're thankful for things. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Thanksgiving as just like, it's nice to have an excuse to get off work and school and like get together with your family and eat food. But Wish it the wasn't. historical yeah. origins are messy. And bad. And, and bad. The, the thing is like the holiday is actually a good concept. It's just the lore is bad. Right. Can we give it new lore? Hey, can we come up with new lore for Thanksgiving? What, what could we come up with? Um, Do you have something you'd like to submit to the committee? It's got to or... be new and fresh and fun and a little flirty. We're done with all the old racist crap. We got to have some new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it's like yeah. a modern, it's like a modern thing. I have no ideas. Is it just? I mean, what? Maybe TikTok is involved. TikTok is involved. TikTok's in lore somehow. Oh my god! It we started don't... as a trend on TikTok. Oh my god, we don't. That's know Thanksgiving. Yet. TikTok is enduring. So yeah, I have no ideas for new Thanksgiving lore. Um, I just think it'd be neat if we could keep the holiday in its entirety, except for the history part. Come up with something new and fun and fresh and. Maybe a little bit romantic. Romantic? It's a yeah, just for the like, holiday. Just for the... Hey, Christmas is not a romance holiday, but we make it one anyway. Well, no, because it's like cozy and it's cuffing season and whatnot. Thanksgiving is also cozy and cuffing season. I guess. You bring partners home with you for Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, yeah, that's true. But Come on. I don't know. I don't know. It's not the same. The decorations aren't as good. I think that's what it comes down to. Christmas <laughs> decorations are so magical. There are. There's very few. I feel like Thanksgiving decorations are just like... Mm-hmm. Well, they're just Turkey? fall. It's just the it's harvest. It. It's just like leaves. The harvest. Apples and cornucopias harvest. and stuff. Cornucopias. Whenever anyone says cornucopia, I think about the Hunger Games, and that's my whole thought that I had for you. I am on the opposite spectrum where I said cornucopia, and then somewhere in the depths of my brain it said, isn't there a thing called cornucopia in the Hunger Games? And then I couldn't remember <laughs> what it was. And then I questioned <laughs> if it existed at all because I read the Hunger Games exactly one time back in the like height of its moment, you know? I, I think I saw games. the movie exactly one time. I think so. I also only consumed it one time, but I thought about it probably way more than you did. Anyway, the cornucopia was the thing that they, the big thing they had in the middle with all the weapons in it. Mm. It was a cornucopia. So with the weapons. harvest was weapons. The harvest was weapons. Okay. Anyway, well, hi, great. I'm Gray. And I'm Marcy. I'm a writer. And I'm a reader. And this is Bookends, a literary podcast. What do we do here at Bookends, Marcy? We talk about books. Books. That was my singing voice. And this month, we have a theme. What's our theme, Gray? Ooh. It is astrology. That's right. Star signs. Zodiac. Horoscopes. Come on down. Get them them here. Retrograde. Um, (laughs) Retrograde. um, Rising. I think that's another term. Mm -hmm. Rising. Yeah, that's Um, a thing. Um, uh, Star uh, signs. Sun sign. Moon sign. Moon sign. It's the extent of my knowledge, uh, rising. Somewhere. I said rising. Uh-oh, I run out of things. <laughs> yeah, I know so little about astrology still. I've done a lot of research. Like, I know a lot more than I used to, but I still don't know, like, anything. I know, right? I'm always like, I don't know what those words... I think I think I know what things mean, and then more th- words happen, and I'm like, huh. Hmm, I, I read don't a know. lot of horoscopes for, like, 2020 for the signs that I'll talk about more in my segment, and... 
so many of them would have full sentences and I would come to the end of the sentence and be like, that, that meant nothing. Not what? None of that had any meaning, any discernible. And I, and I guess that's the point. And so, because if it hasn't have any meaning, you can make it mean whatever you want it to, you know, but it was frustrating because I was trying to, I was trying to get some, something out of it, you know, and it was just, it was nearly impossible sometimes. You were like, for my purposes, I need this to mean something. I love that when you read a thing and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. words mean things and that you can't just put those words in that order and expect me to be like, that's okay. And that's a sentence. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to, I'm Googling one right now to try and find an example. Um, Like this one starts with, and this year, cancer, she's serving up a double dose of moon magic. What does that mean? What? It means what she's start, mean? serving up a double dose of moon magic. I don't I mean, know what I, moon magic is. I guess. Okay. And let me look at another one. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, great. Harmony with my romantic relationships. Awesome. Sounds great. I'll feel more romantic in general. Cool. 2020 sounds like a good year for love. Um, That's nice and specific. I like that. I like how you tried to come up with an example of bad stuff. And then you're like, oh, and I, I found immediately a found a really specific one. Right. Do you remember that one? Hey, do you remember that one? Like, what are they called? Oh, God prediction what is it called horoscope oh my god the one horoscope that was that you read that was like hey you're gonna get a text from an ex in the next week and then you did that was weird i think about that a lot that was really creepy very strange very strange every now and then it hits different Mm -hmm. it's also like that time i got a fortune cookie at uh, payway that was like you are a lover of words you would like to write a book one day that fortune cookie knew you that fortune cookie knew me inside and out like the back of its hand Mm -hmm. it understood me it saw you like no one else ever has. Oh my God. It's fine. Um, speaking of horoscopes, that leads us like right into the segment for the day. And I'm excited about this segment. And while this segment was my idea and I did a lot of the like heavy lifting for it, Gray helped out a lot. So we're kind of, we're kind of, kind of both do this segment sort of and flip back and forth. It's fine. It'll be good. I promise. So we are getting into the time, the season where we start to think about new beginnings, right? 2019 is ending. We are moving forward into 2020. And to a new what decade. do you think is like one of the top resolutions every year, right? They're like, lose weight, eat healthy, whatever. And then usually something with finances, right? Um, and then read more books. Like everyone always says they want to read more books, right? I had a friend today tell me she wanted to read more books. I get told that year. every time I mention that I like to read. Like whenever people are like, oh, like what do you do for fun? And I say reading. Every time I say that, they go, I'd like to read more. And I just look at them like, no, you don't. If you did, you would. <laughs> I also like that because it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. You, I can, don't... you should try it. I, I encourage it. I, I have recommendations for you. I have a whole podcast of recommendations for right. you if you're interested. But Yeah, listen to my podcast. I, this, isn't a, this isn't a relatable post for me, ma'am. I just told you that I do read. I think we should start, not start. I think maybe people would read more or like consume more books if audiobooks were like more accessible Mm, because I love audiobooks I love that I can listen to a book while I'm driving I wholeheartedly most of my like most of the books that I've consumed this year for my like book challenge or whatever have been audiobooks they're so fun I love them I agree and I think people just don't know that that option is there and people I don't know that you can get audiobooks in a library libraries I know that they work on literally no budget but no one knows about the like the modern things that exist at libraries. Whenever I tell right. someone like, oh, I check out ebooks and audiobooks in the library, they're always like, what? You can do that? I'm like, yeah, you can get it on your Kindle or you can literally just read it on your phone. Get overdrive. Get, get overdrive. Get overdrive. Get overdrive. 
It's so convenient. It's so nice. I cannot begin to express the like, <gasps> I felt when you introduced me to that. I was like, I get to read those for free. Mm-hmm. You mean like for free, for free, mm-hmm. whenever I want. And it mm-hmm. just checks them out for me. It's incredible. Just on my phone. It's, it's such so a good. resource. Like, and every city has it. So just, just Google. Just Google your library. The people we're talking to, this is not going to benefit because they are people who read a lot and probably already know this. But tell your friends because your friends don't know. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, That was off topic. Point was. It's, it was about books. It's fine. Everyone is always like, I want to read more books in the new year. Um, And I think that it gets kind of overwhelming sometimes. If you walk into a Barnes and Noble or something and you're not in the community. I know I've, I mean, I enjoy it because I love going to bookstores, but I can see how that might be overwhelming to not know. Like you walk in and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to like. And I don't want to have to look up reviews for every single book I'm looking at. And I don't have a place where I keep track of every book I've ever wanted to read. So I have for you a way to jumpstart that new year's resolution. And I'm going to tell you based on your horoscope, what book you should read in the coming year. Bada bing, bada boom, horoscope. Bada bing, bada boom. 2020 coming at you, coming in hot. With some new Rex, fresh off the book farm. So I will preface this with that I know so little about astrology. <laughs> it's it's just, it's not my thing. Um, it's becoming more of my thing. I think it's really fun. Um, so I selected my choices and Grace selected some choices too because I just wanted to, I didn't have enough books that I felt comfortable recommending that were recent enough that I really remembered what happened in them that I also haven't talked about before and that also aren't getting included in a later episode um, to have one that actually fit for every sign. So Gray helped out. Um, But I chose my books based on a combination of like personality types. So like what kind of characteristics the sign has um, in conjunction with when I did like Google searching like Aries horoscope 2020, what the year is going to hold for you based on your horoscope. So I used a few different sources for this. Um, Everything came from like astrology based websites. I think like horoscope.com and like something, something signs.com and a actually like probably three or four others that I sort of compiled information from. Um, So I did not like make and read a star chart on my own. So if your predictions are wrong, take it up with the consensus of several different websites and not me. Mm -hmm. Take it up with my Google search. Mm -hmm. Take it up with a Google search. But I think, I think regardless, all of the books that are on here are good books. doesn't matter what sign you are. You'd probably like it. So this is more just like how to pick from a list of really good books where you should start, you know? And I like this because I'd seen in past years like, hey, um, here's what book to read based off of your sign and just like who you are, but not specifically your horoscope for the year. Yeah. And I tried to, there are a couple of signs where the horoscope was so vague and impossible that I really couldn't come up with anything good, but I tried to as many times as I could make it fit in with based on what's going to be happening in the year, what's going to resonate with you in a book. So you want to dig in? Shall we start? Yes, we shall. All right. So starting with the beginning of the astrological calendar is Aries. Okay. So starting with the beginning of the astrological calendar, we have Aries that is March 21st through April 19th. I don't know why it starts in March, but that's fine. Cool. It's okay. So If you're an Aries, you are a passionate person. You're intelligent. You're courageous and brave. You're confident. You're determined. Um, You're a leader, you know. Um, You may be a little moody, a little aggressive, a little uh, impatient, you know. But overall, like, I mean, you're a fire sign, right? I feel like Aries, Aries is the cardinal fire sign. So they are like, 
the poster child of fire signs, so to speak, uh, for my limited understanding of how the signs work. So for you, Aries, this year, I recommend The Power by Naomi Alderman. Um, this book, I think, was published in 2017. Uh, I think it made a bit of a splash at that time. I don't really remember. But it is about the patriarchy being suddenly and violently overthrown when girls all over the world develop this thing called the power, um, which I won't go into like too much detail what it is, but it makes them suddenly like dangerous and physically superior to men. Um, It is a wild ride of a book. It's told from like multiple and very different perspectives. Um, There's like riots and upheavals and like new religions are formed, like surrounding like matriarchies instead of patriarchies. And it's kind of like this, it's sort of like a dystopian future, but not dystopian so much as a commentary about how women are currently treated today. You know, Um, it's very good. It's a really unique book. I haven't read really anything else that's like the power, both in like the way it's told and the concept. Um, It's not subtle. It's very in your face with what it wants to say. Uh, And for you, the passionate idealist, courageous and confident Aries, I think it is a great choice. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, Also, according to your horoscope for the year, this is the this is your year to like meet your goals and literally one of the horoscopes I read said, quote, conquer the world. So read a book about women conquering the world while you're at it. I love a book that is not vague at all about what it's trying to get at you. This I love is a, a book that is just like, hey, book. patriarchy's bad. I yes. love that. What? I just said I it was heavy-handed. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What an odd phrase, but yeah. So um, for Taurus, uh, I picked a book for this one. Now, Marcy, do you want to explain... Taurus characteristics and horoscope stuff because I didn't do that research. Sure. Okay. So Taurus is an earth sign. Um, They are, because they are earth signs, you know, they are grounded and realistic. They're loyal. They're like the earth, right? They're very like dependable and practical. Um, They can be stubborn because of that and kind of like uncompromising and it takes a lot for them to bend, but they're really reliable people. They're very patient people. Um, they like the finer things in life a little bit, you know, they like, they like wholesome things, cooking, romance and gardening, stuff like that, working with their hands. So the Taurus, I, th- I think, I don't really know any Tauruses, but they seem like nice signs to me. So what did so, you pick for them? Um, I picked Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart. I sort of went with the um, finer things in life and rolling with changes thing. Uh, because the main character of this definitely wants the finer things and definitely rolls with the changes too much, one might argue. Because so the book is it's like a mystery and stuff. It's actually pretty short, but it was I liked it a lot. Um, basically, it's this girl. It starts out with this girl who's on the run from these people, and you're like, uh oh, why is she doing that? And it's told backwards in chronological order. So the like second chapter is like 82 weeks till blah 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 blah. And then the next one is like it. It does interesting stuff with like the timeline, uh, and you find out murder happens, things happen, identities are mixed up. There's lots of cool things happening, and I liked it. I always think it's fun to hear what other books you recommend to people that I've never heard of before, like because I haven't heard you talk about this book or anything. And I don't know, it's just neat. It's like wow, there's so many other books in the world that I haven't read and haven't heard about. Yeah. Um, and Taurus, what Gray was referring to is one of the themes I pulled out of the horoscopes I read for you um, was a you are going to enjoy the finer things in life this year as you like to do, um, and that you're going to have to learn to roll with changes a little more than you usually would like to. So that's what Gray was referring to with rolling with the changes. It's what's written in the spreadsheet we are pulling from. So. In the spreadsheet. <laughs> so this basically becomes a, hey, don't don't like the finer things too much, mm-hmm. or you'll become this main character. No, but I need to read other stuff by E. Lockhart. 
I think this is a cool book and I think it's good for Taurus. Wow. All right. So moving on to Gemini. Gemini. Oh, I didn't say Taurus's dates. Taurus, you are April 20th through May 20th if you're listening and you don't know your dates. Uh, Gemini is May 21st through June 20th. So getting into the beginning of summer. So Gemini, for you, I recommend The Wrath and the Dawn by Renee Adier. Ade. She, I think she has a Middle Eastern last name and I do not know the correct way to pronounce it. It looks like it's pronounced really beautifully and I'm mispronouncing it horrifically. So it's fine. Everything that we say is listed on our website, um, that's bookandsiblings.com. So don't worry about the fact that uh, the way I'm saying things is probably not how they're supposed to be pronounced. Anyway, Gemini. Geminis are an air sign. They kind of get a bad rep, I think, because people think they're two-faced. But really, they're like, I don't know, they're they're dynamic. Like, they um, are go with the flow. Like, they're able to cope with change. They learn quickly, and they like to exchange new ideas. They're social. They can communicate well. They're very affectionate. Um, and while they can be kind of inconsistent and indecisive, uh, they're also, like, I don't know, intellectual and very capable people. Anyway, so... They are, you know, they're windy. They're an air sign. Does that make sense? It does. Um, sorry. So The Wrath and the Dawn is actually, I think it's a duology. I think there's only two books. I read this earlier this year. Um, it is a reimagining of Arabian Nights or A Thousand Nights. There's a few different, like, names for the folktale. Um, but in this book, the protagonist is seeking revenge for the death of her best friend. Uh, and to do this, she volunteers to marry the man who murdered her friend, um, who happens to be the like caliph or the, I guess the equivalent would be like king uh, of her little kingdom. Um, and he has been for the past like several dozen nights or weeks, I'm not sure the timeline's a little funky, kidnapping, marrying, and then murdering girls. So she volunteers to be one of those girls who previously have all been murdered. Um but he shows her mercy and she reluctantly starts to find that there's more to him. Gemini's are full of duality. They're the twins, right? So I thought they might appreciate the fact that so are all of the characters in this book. Everyone in this book has multiple facets to them. There's a lot going on. Also, y'all love romance and your horoscope predicts you're going to be having some steamy situations this year. So I thought this very romance-centered book would be appropriate for you. Some steamy situations. It's, I am quoting. The, the website I got that from <laughs> said steamy. So I thought it seemed appropriate. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Cancer, which is my sign. That is from June 21st through July 22nd. The Crab. Um, I'm recommending the only nonfiction book, I believe, on here, uh, nope. which is The Glass Castle. Oh, you nope. put a nonfiction too? I put a nonfiction. Yay. Wow. We're branching out. Look at anyway, us. Keep going. So I'm recommending The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Um, it's actually a like autobiography memoir about her childhood, uh, but it reads like fiction. Like I think I picked it up thinking it was fiction and read the whole thing thinking it was fiction. And then finally at the end was like, wait, no, this actually happened to her. Like, and that was shocking to me. So this is about her childhood and growing up with literally nomadic parents. They like drove all over the country, lived wherever they wanted, basically always in kind of extreme poverty. Her mom was an artist. Her dad did odd jobs. Um, and they were just like this highly dysfunctional um, and often abusive household. Sometimes the abuse was more neglect and sometimes it was more overt. Um, but somehow despite all that this book is super romantic not in like love but like the tone you know what I mean mm -hmm. 
like um it feels very dreamy and it's about the author becoming disenchantized disenchantized what disenchantized <laughs> i like that disenchanted with her parents lifestyle she she you know initially everyone thinks her parents are perfect and she believed all the promises her parents parents made to her and it's about her kind of slowly learning and growing up um away from that um and like it's about like finding your identity and struggling with family bonds while also like finding your inner strength. And it's just a really beautiful book. Um, And I think as cancers, we are, according to our uh, sign, emotional and intuitive and really imaginative and really, really loyal and emotional. Emotional, again, we're really emotional. Sort of the big thing that everyone seems to say about cancers. You cry Um, all the time. We cry all the time. Uh, And also one of the themes for 2020 for us cancers is going making up with loved ones and also letting things go that are bad for us. And with that self-care and this book touches on all of that. Like it touched about, like it talks, it's all about the struggle with her loyalty to her family versus her own needs. Um, And also I think the like uniqueness of her situation appeals to like a cancer's imaginative spirit. Um, And I just thought it would be a great read. I really enjoyed it. I think every other cancer will enjoy it as well. Also anyone, like I said, all these books are good. So like read any of them really. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to recommend you some bad books. That would be bad. That would be foolish of us. Okay, the next one is Leo, um, which I do have, but Marseille, would you like to take over the explanation? Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot that I have to explain about Leo's first. Uh, So, Leo's, according to my spreadsheet, (laughs) they are another fire sign. So, like all fire signs, they have that passion and creativeness, this dynamicness. Um, They are proud and bold and ambitious. They are the lion, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's a Leo. Um, they're generous and warm-hearted. The lion, I feel like, describes a lot about them. Um, they can be self-centered and lazy, sort of the same way a lion would be. Uh, but for the most part, they are very, like, people are drawn to Leos. They're very charismatic and good leaders kind of people. So um, your themes for 2020, the stuff that you can look forward to, um, an identity crisis may be on the horizon. So watch out for that. Um, also, you're going to have kind of this balancing between a playfulness in your life and reflection. So make sure not to neglect the reflection part, even though it's really easy to just enjoy the fun parts of life. So what did you pick for us, for Leo? I picked Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Karam. I think I said the name right. Um, I read this book earlier this year. I really liked it a lot. It was YA. It was a debut. It's contemporary. Um, basically, it's about this guy, Darius, who visits Iran. Um, and it's about him, like, learning about his identity and finding places to fit in. It's very much like coming of age. It also has to do with like mental health and like um, it deals with like the shame around taking antidepressants specifically and like therapy and stuff. Um, And there's some really, really sweet stuff with like his family and, and learning who you are, a lot of that identity stuff and a lot of reflection. And it is also a like fun book, even though it's very um, heavy at some points. So I liked it. Like we said, all these are good, but that seems really spot on for the Leo's horoscope too, with like the balancing between fun and reflection and fun and like self-identity. So there's also going to be a sequel coming out soon that I'm excited for. So the next sign is Virgo, which Gray also has the pick for, but I will explain. So Virgos are an earth sign, which like all our signs grounded, very realistic, stable people. Um, they are really analytical, really hardworking, really practical people. Uh, they're loyal, like all earth signs are. Uh, they can be overly critical of themselves because they are so hardworking and so analytical. Um, 
But I'll just say I love I love Virgos. I have a lot of very important Virgos in my life. They are very organized and kind people. Uh, and what did you pick for them? I chose. Oh my god, I forgot. Uh, where's the spreadsheet? <laughs> Hold on. I chose Birthday by Meredith Rousseau, which is another book I read earlier this year. Um, and I I think about it every day. It's about these two kids, Morgan and Eric, who are born on the same day, and every chapter is told from their birthday. So there are five chapters split in between their two points of view. So really more like 10 chapters, but from when their age is 13 to 18, and it's about their friendship and the main character, not the main character, but one of the two is like, is a trans woman. And it's about like learning about yourself and understanding yourself and ultimately taking care of you and your body, even when other people are gross. And it's really good. And I liked it a lot. I need to stop saying at the, the end big, of all of them, but yeah, it's fine. The big theme for Virgos this year is taking care of your mind and body. So that is exactly what the theme will be. It should inspire you to to do that. This year is supposed to be really good for you if you handle yourself, basically, and like take care of yourself, which I think is good advice for all of us, ultimately. Yeah. So, all right. So moving on to Libra. I haven't said the dates for like three people. I'm so sorry. Libras, you're September 23rd through October 22nd. Screw the other people. They don't get to know. Screw the other people. They don't get to know. They can Google it. It's fine. So Libras, you are an air sign, like air signs, um, rational, social, intellectual, friendly, um, but specifically you are very like fair minded, um, very cooperative. You really seek harmony with people. Um, you can be indecisive, that whole windy kind of characteristic from being an air sign. Um, that's okay. You just want people to get along. You don't like confrontation. That's all right. <laughs> and your themes for this year actually include romance. So good for you. Um, also with that though, forgiveness and having to balance dualities, whatever those may be in your life, um, and making hard decisions. So there's a lot going on for you, Libra, in 2020. Ultimately, you can fall back on your sense of right and wrong and fairness um, and like of harmony. So what do you have for us, for Libras? Um, I didn't focus so much on the romance part and I ended up going with The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater, which is nonfiction. It is about um, an event that happened in, uh, this book came out in 2017. So I think it happened in 2015, but I might be wrong. But basically these two kids um, on a bus, one of them was, what well, is is a trans person and was wearing a skirt and the other one lit their skirt on fire and they were very badly injured um and the other person ended up in uh getting in a lot of trouble but there's there's some really interesting stuff with like with fairness which is why i chose it and with justice and this is actually the book that introduced me to the concept of restorative justice um and it's really interesting and really like horrific from both characters not characters they're people both points of views as you're like understanding the complexities of the situation and it's I, I felt like that with the, the whole idea of justice and stuff. I just have to say, I like how different all these books are. They're very different. We're covering a lot of ground here. Yeah. So I haven't read that one. That sounds really I, It good. is so good. I have it. Important. I have a physical copy of it if you want to borrow it. It's... I would love to borrow it. Can you bring it to I, I genuinely will. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd appreciate that. So the next sign is That's Scorpio. That's me. Um... That's you. So Scorpio is October 23rd through November 21st, which includes your birthday. Yay. And Scorpios, do you want to talk about Scorpios since you are uh, one? No. No, absolutely uh. not. Okay. So Scorpios are also water signs. Hello, water signs. Uh, I feel that I understand you all because I am one and I... You get it. You know, I don't be, I don't really buy a lot of the horoscope, but I buy that I'm a water sign. It just makes <laughs> sense. It is correct. It feels right. Feels right. Anyway, so um, water signs are, like I said, for the other water signs we've talked about, 
emotional and intuitive. Um, Scorpios can also be very like mysterious. They're known for being really seductive and passionate and very independent people. Um, they're also brave and like may, they make a really loyal, true friend. Uh, they can be kind of secretive and jealous. Yeah. Um, they may have sort of like a violent oh. streak, um, but it's because they're like really passionate people and they're really like you know, they're really into the people they're into. So Scorpios for you in 2020, this is also a direct quote. Sometimes the direct quotes were easier than trying to like explain it in a more like pretty way. This is your year to do you Scorpio. Just do me. So whatever that means for you personally, do do it. Just do it. Um, also a year to build close relationships. So focusing on you know, those people that you're kind of like, I don't know about you, pull them in close, get to know them. You might build some like lifelong friendships or uh, romances. I don't know. For you this month, not this month, this year. This month. I think you should read Wink Poppy Midnight by April Genevieve Tucholke. Um, I really love this author. Uh, I, this is the fourth book I've read by her and I just love everything she does. Um, this one is a standalone it's not part of a series or anything. But this book is, I cannot describe it to you. And if you look up the synopsis from it, it's also super vague. <laughs> this whole book is mysterious, which is kind of why I picked it for Scorpio, because Scorpios are supposed to be very, like, kind of have a air of, like, you don't ever really get to know them about them, you know? Um, and this whole book, you get the story from three different, very different perspectives. They're all teenagers that, like, go to the same school, but they're all very different people. You have this, um, one of them, I think Wink is like this like super like hippy dippy girl who's like mom is a psychic and she lives on a farm with her bazillion siblings. And then Poppy is this like high school bully. She's like beautiful, but like super cruel and mean. And then Midnight is this very sweet and like well like liked boy who's kind of in the middle of all three of them. Um, and basically like, I don't even know. This book is like somewhat supernatural. Like there's like some ghosts maybe going on. Um, but the thing is, all of the characters are kind of unreliable narrators. So you don't really know what actually happened ever. Um, it's really creepy and like bewitching. And it's like sparkles. This book sparkles. Do you know what I mean? I do. I, as you're describing it, I was like, I can think of a book I've read recently that also fits that sort of like, ooh, I don't really know what's happening. But it's very bewitching. Yeah, I love that word. It's not but like, it's, it is. It's not like even that much happens in this book but it's about how complex their relationships are and like the psychology between them and also something creepy and supernatural is happening i don't know the book is seductive and mysterious and passionate just like scorpios thank you um and also everything about this book says water sign i cannot articulate why but the whole atmosphere of this book feels like the moon and that's all that's fun because the book that this was reminding me of was um when the moon was ours and i didn't realize until you just said that that i said the moon the moon thing well yeah i mean because you can't you can't separate the moon and water they are linked it's why i'm a night person is what i say you're a night person too and we're both water signs so mom's a cancer and she's not all cancer she's not a water sign or a water sign oh oopsies moon sign well wait crap ah i'm having a stroke she's (laughs) she's a morning person is what you're trying to say but it applies to us too therefore it must be real so anyway, I went on a rant. I just really like this book and I really can't even, like I cannot describe it to you adequately. It's really, every book this author writes, I cannot describe. Like I'm like, no, but it's so good. But like if I say it, you're going to be like, that sounds boring. But like it's good because she's such mm-hmm. a good writer. I love stuff like that. And her characters are so good. Like they are just mm, chef's kiss, a delicacy. Anyway, I spent too much time on this. <laughs> chef's kiss. The next sign in the calendar is Sagittarius. Is it Sagittarius or Sagittarius? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. 
is Sagittarius. Uh, that is from November 22nd through December 21st. So where we are right now in the year. Um, for you, Sagittarius, you are a fire sign. Um, you are, in addition to all the classic fire sign things, um, particularly idealistic, very generous. You have a good sense of humor. Um, you can be a little bit too blunt. It's all right. It happens. But for this year, you can look forward to making your own luck. Like things aren't just going to happen for you this year. You have to take the initiative to go out and do it and change what you want to change in your life. Stuff isn't just going to get handed to you. That's okay. But you need to know to take that initiative. Um, also, you're going to feel more fulfilled this year if you become part of something bigger than yourself. Whatever that means for you in your life, go out, find a group, find a community, find a cause and plug yourself into that, which I think is good advice for all of us, right? Don't you think so? I'd argue, yeah. yes. So with that, Sagittarius, I recommend for you this year um, An Ember in the Ashes by Sabah Tahir. Sabah Tahir? Probably Sabah. Anyway, an Ember in the Ashes. Probably Sabah. It sounds right. There's two A's at the end. So um, this is the first of, I think, three books and then a fourth coming out. I read it in like January of this year, so I can't exactly remember how many there are. Um, but I know there's one more coming out. Like the final book has yet to be released. Um, this is an action-packed fantasy series set in an ancient Rome-like civilization, but it's still fantasy. So there's still some like magic and like there's like gods and stuff, but it's not it's not Roman mythology, but it is a very like militaristic type society. Does yes. that make sense? So the story follows, this is straight from the Wikipedia page because I couldn't remember anyone's names. Um, <laughs> the story follows a girl named Laia who is ends up being a spy for the rebels um because like there's an empire and then there's a rebellion um and she is trying to save her captive brother so she's point of view number one and then point of view number two is elias um who is a soldier for the empire like an elite soldier um but he wants to be free from this whole tyrannical regime uh she's part of basically the like second class the like conquered people you know, mm. um, and she ends up being a slave at one point. So there's a lot going on. Um, it's there's a lot of rebellion. There's loyalties being questioned. Identities being challenged. Um, a lot of violence. But it's a fantasy series set in essentially ancient Rome. So you would expect that. And also a captivating romance that I actually really enjoyed and didn't feel too Aww, out of place. That's always good. <laughs> um, so I thought that our Sagittarius would like this because it's passionate and idealistic and dynamic like all the protagonists i think have a lot of qualities that sagittarius is what um both like and see in themselves like they can relate to um and also this book more than any of the other ones i've mentioned screams fire sign to me so it's literally called an ember in the ashes so that makes it sense. is it both in the title and like the contents yeah so. it's always good when those things align you're like ah thematically like, ah, consistent you, you did a good job coming up with a title that actually lets me know kind of what the book is about yeah. or like what a concept so the next sign in the calendar here we have is capricorn which is from december 22nd through january 19th i'm sorry for calling you guys villains last week i promise you're not old i'm not um I'm you're kidding. not you don't apologize for yeah that. i don't <laughs> i stand by what i said capricorns are grounded realistic whatever all those things they are earth signs so they're all the things earth signs are um they are we mentioned this last week they are really hardworking. um they really like success they're very disciplined people responsible people um with that they can be a little bit unforgiving they can be a little condescending um but ultimately they're just really detail-oriented and intelligent people um they really value family and tradition things like that 
Um, this year you can look forward to development and progress. Not sure in what realm of your life. Like I said, I know nothing about the stars, but everyone seemed to be talking about development and progress when I was reading your horoscopes. Um, and with that, you need to, I know you as an earth sign really like tradition and like holding on to things. Um, but you need to find a way to combine old with the new this year so that you can be more successful. So great. What did you pick for us? For I picked Pulp by Robin Tolley. It does definitely combine the old with the new because it has two points of views one that is from 1955 told from this character janet and one in modern day told from this character abby the book is about lesbianism and lesbian pulp fiction and how the two of them discover lesbian pulp fiction and like it's about writing and identities and history and there's a lot of interesting stuff with like queer identity specifically and the way that we use literature to talk about gay things so I thought the also the the more successful part that the horoscope talks about, um, the character Abby is really struggling because her thing is she's doing research on lesbian pulp fiction for her senior project. And she's like struggling to figure out what she wants to do with her life and school specifically, you know, about to graduate and stuff. Um, and I felt that fit. I trailed off at the end. I'm out of breath because I was talking about it all in one it's go. It's okay. I forgive you for that. Sounds good. I like that you are bringing in some of these like nice queer picks because... <sighs> I don't have enough of that in my rotation. I need to get more of it. Kind of I will in. gladly give you some to work in, but I know you have a lot. Unfortunately, way. I think queer like subjects are still considered niche. Yeah. So if you don't look for them, they aren't suggested yeah. to you. And then since I'm not in that community, I just I never think to be like, oh, let's look for this specifically. And then it never shows up. But it's like I would like right. to read those. I'd like to read books with more diverse characters about different experiences. Than That's why own. it's always so fun when you're reading like a more popular or a more like mainstream book, and then suddenly one of the characters is, and you didn't know, and you're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like I felt I felt that way concept. with um a different series that Maggie Stevada wrote, who is the author of the book that we we're going to review this week. So anyway. Which what? Oh, the Raven Cycle. The best of her series. I just asked because I started I started reading Shiver oh. today because it was just available for audiobook. And I am unnoticed. Yeah, it's so far. her first series, I'm pretty sure. And mm. then Scorpio Races came after. And then the Raven Cycle came. And she's mm. definitely gotten better. So Raven Cycle yes. is definitely her best in my yeah, onion. I'll talk to you about Shiver independently on the <laughs> podcast because it's not gonna ever fit in with anything we do, but I have some thoughts <laughs> on it. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on, the next sign we're going to talk about is Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign. Um, So, you know, they are all of those nice airy things. They're really good at communication, very social, very intellectual, very friendly. Um, But Aquariuses are also really imaginative and idealistic, and they're very intuitive. Um, They're really independent and unique. I think we learned that a lot with the book we read last week, uh, Starcrossed. The character who was an Aquarius was always like a very unique he wants to be different and special. And Man, stuff. So, a dream boy, but in a fun and good yes, way. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so Aquariuses, they really like fun. They like hanging out with their friends who doesn't. Um, but unfortunately for you this year, Aquarius, you need to brace yourself for inner battles of all kinds, whatever those may be for you. Um, unpredictability, I think, is going to be the theme this year. There's going to be a lot of changes and a lot of challenges, and that's not necessarily bad, but go ahead and get ready. For your book, I chose The Diviners by Libba Bray. This is also the first part, the first book to a series. I actually haven't read any of the rest of the series, not because I didn't like the book. It just like wasn't available right when I finished the first book and then I just never got around to it. You know how that goes. Um, so The Diviners is about a, 
like a girl in the 1920s. I always say girl, you know, she's like 17 or whatever. Um, A girl in the 1920s, like roaring 20s, speakeasy flapper girl in New York City um, who has some secret occult powers that may be able to help solve a string of mysterious murders and also maybe uncover more people like her and that there's kind of a bigger plot going on that she didn't know she was a part of. Um, Honestly, this is just like a really fun book. Uh, It's not too serious. It's like funny and light and also like got a little bit of some fun occult stuff happening and there's a murder mystery um, and it's going on in the freaking roaring 20s New York. So like, it's just like a ton of fun. And I think that you as an Aquarius are going to really relate to the protagonist. I think, I don't know what her actual sign is, but she seems like an Aquarius to me. She's social and unique and imaginative and independent and fun. And I think you really appreciate that about her and about the book. So there you go, Aquarius. Enjoy. The final sign that we are going to be talking about and in the calendar is Pisces. Pisces is a water sign. Hello, water sign. Um, And so you are all the water sign things again, the emotional, intuitive, yada, yada, yada. Um, Your birthday is from February 19th through March 20th. And you are really a creative, artistic soul. You're very compassionate. Um, You, you know, like those kind of things in life. You like being alone. You like romance. Um, you like sort of spiritual experiences. And this year in 2020, Pisces, you are going to um, have to rely on your intuition, which you're good at. You're good at being intuitive. Um, but make sure to listen to your gut this year. But don't be afraid to dream big at the same time. So like, you'll kind of know what you want if you listen to yourself and also push yourself to get to the things you want to get to. Um, this was interesting. I found that one of the themes for this year is a mix of illusion and reality i have no idea what that means take that as you will. love when things just don't make sense <laughs> that i think Sorry, that's going. one of those meaningless statements where you're just like that does it, what what does that mean in real life like i anyway sorry that's that's a separate rant so for pisces uh i picked a book for you that you've probably heard of i feel like it made a big kind of book headlines this past year or so um but circe by madeline miller uh, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a retelling of the like myth of Circe, like the Greek myth um, of the mi- minor goddess Circe. Uh, and it's Madeline Miller. She is an incredible writer. Her prose is just like lush and elegant and like it's hearty. This is a hearty book. <laughs> I have a hard time describing the way people write. It's so difficult for me. Um, but this is just a beautiful book. It really grapples with identity, um, feminism also, uh, family loyalty, and like finding your true self and inner strength. Because Cersei, like the way the myth starts out is she starts out like in her father Helios's home, um, sort of always being the odd one out. She wasn't considered to be beautiful. She never really fit in, but she wanted to. And then stuff happens. They find out she's a witch, which is great. She starts to embrace her powers. She gets kicked off and lives on the island. You know the rest of the thing. You know, the, the people come. She turns into pigs, that whole deal. Um, And I just felt like Madeline Miller took a legend or myth to me that had never seemed like it had that much substance to it and made it so full. There's just this book is incredible. It's just magical. And I think that Pisces, you will relate to Cersei in certain ways. She has this very vibrant inner life. Um, She's very passionate, mysterious. She's a little bit romantic sometimes when she lets herself be, and she's really strong. And then I think the parts of you that aren't like Cersei, because she is also a goddess and is kind of cruel and brutal in ways, but like also you're rooting for her to be, it's fine. Um, (laughs) The parts of you that aren't like that, I think are going to just really appreciate Miller's just like ability to tell a story because she she knows what she's doing 
It's so well written. There's a reason why you've heard I it. I love already. the phrase vibrant inner life. You know what I mean. No, I do. I just like I just like the way people like inner life. Yeah, That's interesting. I, I like that. So that concludes our horoscope. You know, I thought we were going really fast and then we've been recording for an hour. <laughs> yep. That's okay. I don't know how that happened. The 10 minutes of Noah. Yeah, so much is going to get cut in the end. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, Gray, do you want to talk about the book that we read this week? Yes, I do. We read The Scorpio Races by Maggie Steve Otter. It happens at the start of every November, the Scorpio races. Riders attempt to keep hold of their water horses long enough to make it to the finish line. Some riders live, others die. At age 19, Sean Kendrick is the returning champion. He's a young man of few words, and if he has any fears, he keeps them buried deep where no one else can see them. But Connolly is different. She never meant to ride in the Scorpio races, but fate hasn't given her much of a chance. So she enters the competition, the first girl ever to do so. She is in no way prepared for what is going to happen. That is The Scorpio Races by Maggie Steve Otter. And I, yeah, that was it. I don't know where I was going with that thought. Um, <laughs> it started and did not stop. And that's okay. Yep. Yep, yep. So that was The Scorpio Races. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say about this book. There's murder. There's horses. There's murder horses. There's... Celtic legends, there's mythology, there's more murder horses, there's a cat that shows up for one chapter and then never again. I cannot emphasize how many murder horses there are in this book. They're... What? Hey, they weren't... Hey, where were they... I know it's set on this, like, it's set on this fictional island called Thisbe, but I was unsure where it's supposed to be because the audiobook's narrators were, like, British question mark, Mm -hmm. but... I think it's supposed to be like a small, independent island off the shore of, not even off the shore, but like somewhere around the UK. Just like in the general area. Because they say yeah. like, they, they call the island the speed. You know what, what the island is. But when they're talking about the surrounding area, they just say the mainland. Mm-hmm. They don't really tell you where the mainland is. But that's neither here nor there. I was just curious. That would be like... The UK or like Scotland or I don't know. Scotland's part of the UK. I don't know how the UK works. Do you know how the UK works? I don't works? either. Um, I and Noah makes fun of me for this all the time don't. because he's lived in London for the past however many years of his life and grew up in Europe. And to him, it seems so obvious. And it just, you have to understand as an American, we got 50 states. We can't be bothered with the rest of the world. It's bad. I We're Sometimes so bad I don't this. even remember all 50 of the states. So Oh, I do. I could not name all 50 of the states. I, <laughs> I could me? I could probably name them. I don't know if I can name where exactly each one of them. Okay, is. that's fair. I could name them all probably, but I could not point them out on a map. A map, especially the West, is all just squares and like I don't know. I know. Which I'm like which. the West is just the West in my brain. Arizona, Get over there. New Mexico, Utah. What? Oh, I do know about Arizona, but that's because of my friends that live there. But like upwards, a little above Arizona, nothing. I don't know what that is. Where are the Dakotas? I uh, who, I don't know. I don't know. I Somewhere. Don't know where the Dakotas are. Somewhere to the west of us. Anyway. Anyway, so this is in takes place in a fictional island that's like somewhere off a European coast. We're gonna say that vaguely. Yes. And that's okay. This is Steve Otter's I think this is her first like standalone. Not currently her first, but like she wrote Shiver. A, she wrote a, a series, Shiver, and then she wrote this. 
And then she wrote The Raven Cycle, which is the series I know her from and which I love. And then she wrote another standalone called All the Crooked Saints. And now she's doing another series that's a companion series to uh, The Raven Cycle. She's been busy. Yeah, she's been doing it for a while. When was this book published? This book came out in 2011. Oh, I thought this was newer for some reason. No, this is an old book. Well, yeah, I guess it is an old book. And the Shiver series started in 2009. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Don't know if I've kept it in or not, but I just started reading Shiver like today because yeah. I really liked, I like I liked this book and it was just the only thing available of hers at the library. I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I'm just like, this is really Twilighty. Yeah, it's but right it around that time. Yeah, that makes Yeah, the series that makes a um, lot of sense. Wolves of Mercy Falls is about werewolves. <laughs> um and yeah, no, it came out in two thousand and nine was when it started. Um and then yeah. So her, I personally well, now that I'm looking at it, the Raven Boys, like the first of the Raven Cycle series, came out in 2012. So I guess that's not like a oh, huge wow. jump. But it yeah, no, she's cranking out like a book a year. Yeah, but it, it just feels, in terms of like the publishing industry and like the trends that change, it feels really different. That was a pivotal moment for us in YA. So oh I mean, my god, the Twilight. Ugh. Anyway, the the impact that that had. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Do you want to get into the rating? I'd love to. I don't know what accent this is. I think you're trying to be British, but it's not. It's, it's not like a, doing well. Yeah, it's not really British. It's like a child doing British. Anyway, it is. Yeah, it's a child. A child doing British. <gasps> a child. <laughs> so, right. what did you rate it for enjoyability? Um, I gave it a three point five, and I think this is because I. So I did enjoy it, the book, obviously, because you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't have given it over a three, but. I think I didn't give it a higher rating because I was expecting to really like it um, because, like we just said, I know her from her most recent series, which is definitely the best. And so my expectations were a little, a little, a little high in terms of how much I'd like it. But I did. I did enjoy it. It was very gory. I think I've just come off of reading so many of those horror books for the Halloween episodes that I was so unbothered by the gore. <laughs> You're like, ah, a person got their neck bit off like, by a horse. That's fine. Seems right. Seems appropriate. Huh. That's cool. Seems okay. Um, I gave enjoyability a four. So here's my thing. It's kind of more of a three in reality, but the reason I would be docking it was because it was so horse focused. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, if you read this, you're probably into horses. You're like, yeah, so I'm not going to dock it for that. It is not like, subtle about the horse this focus. This is a grown up horse girl book. It is, you know, and I'm pretty sure Steve Otter <laughs> has horses, so that makes sense. Yeah, she mentioned I, um, because I was listening to the audiobook, and I was just like, it ended, and then I still had like 15 minutes left of my commute, so I just listened to the author's note at the end because it was just already playing. She talked about how she had horses growing up, which makes sense because I think you'd have to have an intimate knowledge of horses to have written this book, right? Makes sense. I'm sorry, but there's just it was too much horse. It was too much horse. I still gave it a four, so I still really liked it, but like. I don't know. I think I'm going to change it to a three. I'm thinking about it. And you know what? It was too much horse. It's, it's to going be down fair, you can't blame her for writing a book about horses when you knew you were reading a book about horses. I don't know. I thought it would be more about the people than the horses. Mm, I see. And I mean, it's not really about the horses, but it is also about the, it's also about the island. It's about a lot. Yeah. But there, there was too much technical horse talk. I think uh, that that's is what, where I, you, what I'll say. Okay. Like that's there was fair. too much like, 
I don't know information that you were like, really, I don't know what's happening because I don't know enough about I horses. I don't really care about the day to day care of a horse. I know there's a lot. It's why I don't own one. <laughs> it's why my parents said no every time I asked for one as a child yeah, the, because they understood. The only reason you don't so own a much. horse is because of the care. No other reason. Well, shut up. But it's, it's a large contributing factor. <laughs> so anyway, there was too much horse. <laughs> too much horse. I enjoyed it otherwise so much. It just. I texted you at one point. What did I say to you? Oh, let me get it up. Hold on a minute. Now, if my phone would recognize my thumbprint, that would be so fun. You said, good God, why, you, why do you text me so much? Jesus Christ. So this book really is about horses, huh? Laughing emoji. Like, I'm enjoying it, but it's like 0% about astrology, and I'm dying at how different our picks are. Ha 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 ha. Well, that was sound stupid because I text like that. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's, it's true. true. This could it's, not be further from the book we read last week. It's very different. And also, you were right. Nothing to do with astrology. Faraday is called Scorpio races. So p- perhaps. But no, the name is just from, the, it's called the Scorpio Festival because it's in November. Mm-hmm. That's the only correlation. Yeah, it's other than that. I no other sign is mentioned in this book. And Scorpio is only mentioned in terms of its dates. So, But you live and you learn, you know? Here's the thing. I don't think the description actually tells you what this book is about. So this book is about... A fictional island where these literally murderous seahorses live for some reason. No they one come really out of the water. They come right up out of the water. And if you aren't careful, they will eat you and your livestock. And yes. every freaking October, November, they go and catch them. And they tame them kind of as much as they can be tamed. And then they race them on the beach. But like they can't resist the call of the ocean. And they're all vicious. And like so many people get eaten by these freaking horses. Several characters get eaten by these horses. Several characters' yeah. parents get eaten by these horses. It's a, a cat Friends almost get eaten gets, by these horses. Yeah, like Lots of a sheep. dog. A dog gets eaten by these horses. Yeah, they're just like vicious. It's, it's a wild concept. And Dude's so fingers Sean, get chomped off. Yeah. Sean is like the freaking horse whisperer. He has this like special connection with them and like understands them in a way no one ever has before or whatever. And so he's like the reigning champion of the races, but he's not in it for the thrill. He's in it because he loves the horses. And then Puck is just like a go get him kind of girl who's just sort of doing it. <laughs> she, yeah, she's thrust into racing because of basically her brother's like, hey, I'm leaving, going to the mainland. Sure wasn't going to tell you or our brother. Uh And she's like, hey, don't, hey, don't do that. So she impulsively decides to enter as a way to get him to stay and also to like get the prize money so they can, they're about to get evicted. So hers are like, she's like, I gotta, I gotta race. This is the only way to do things. And Sean's like, I love the horses. Yeah, he's like, I have to do it so that if I make enough money this year, I can buy the horse that I love. I I want to buy my horse. I want to live in a little cottage with my horse. Core, I, I must buy you. You must buy my other horse. Name is Cora. Yes, like a line, like the movie Coraline. Anyway, oh my god, that wasn't a joke. That was just me. Just that was just word association. Anyways, next reading. Balance. Balance. I gave it a four. Now that I say that, I don't feel strongly enough to give it a four. I think. I think I'm gonna give it a three because it wasn't not <laughs> balanced. But but I said I said four unenthusiastically, which is not a good sign. Yeah, you said I gave it a four. So I think I'm gonna give which... it a three. Because it was, I, did, I didn't feel like, oh, there's too much of this, there's too much of that. Unlike you, who felt there's too much horse um, technical talk. Far too much horse. Yeah. So I'm actually just going to give it a three. Okay. Anyway. I it. also gave it a three. Um, I gave it a three because I felt like it was mostly average in terms of balance. 
there's nothing too good, nothing too bad. Like there were some slow parts at the beginning where it's kind of like, I don't, there's too much horse. Like I said, there's too much horse. And especially at the beginning, uh, before I was like sold on the concept, I was like, there's too much horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I felt like the final race, I guess like the whole thing is building up to the race, right? And then it's pretty short. Exactly. I think that she could have, we could have drawn that out a little bit more. Um, but also I was, there's a lot of parts where I was really like excited to read it. Um, so I felt that, felt that I kind of just evened out to a three. Like there were some parts that I liked and some parts I did. I did. Yeah. I agree None with of that. it was too offensive or too exciting. So it just kind of it's an just average okay. three. It's just okay. So yeah. What about expectations? Um, gave it a 3.5. I wanted to give it a four, but then I was thinking because I did like the book and I was like, ah, this is like the idea is really interesting and it's very unlike anything mm-hmm. I've read. This is a really unique book. Yes, it's very unique. But then I was thinking like, wow, well, my expectations were that it was going to be as good as The Raven Cycle. And to me, it wasn't. So then I was like, well, my own expectation, which is this is me and my understanding of the author's other stuff. So I was like, well, I guess I'll give it a 3.5 because it's not not over a three, but it isn't quite a four. So Yeah, I gave it a three. Um, I expected it to be really, really good because of what you said. Oopsies. Yeah. You, you, uh, it's okay. I you up. <laughs> and it was really good, but I just, my expectations were so high. Um, I, I'll say it again. Too much horse is really what got me. I was go, I went back and I read the description of it and I was like, once again, I don't feel like this lets you know how much horse there's going to be in it. <laughs> That's always frustrating when you're like reading a description after you've read a book and you're like, that doesn't mm-hmm. reflect what I just read. Exactly. And that's, it's not that I don't feel like it reflected what I read, but I feel like what I read, it I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was a three, like it met what I thought it was going to do. And ex- it, it exceeded my expectations in some ways and kind of meh on other ways. I don't know. I just, it's, for some reason, this category is blase to me. Blase. 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 All right. So I, I don't have, I don't have as much to say about that, really. That's fair. It's I don't fine. either. Writing style. I gave it a four. Why? I think Steve Otter is a really good writer, and I think it's definitely better than average. I think that The Raven Cycle, I would give a five in terms of writing style. That's how much I like it. (laughs) Um, Obviously didn't, as I've said, wasn't the same quality. So I felt like a four was a pretty good even between, you know, it's, it's over average, but it's not the best it could be. So what what about, what about, what about you? I actually gave it a five. Which makes Ooh. me really want to read The Raven Cycle if that one was better in terms of writing style. Um, I really liked her writing style in this book. Once again, I just started Shiver by her. I'm already like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like not very far in. I'm like, no, absolutely not. They do not sound like they're written by the same author at they all. They don't. It's really weird. She grew a lot, apparently, between these mm. books. Um the writing is just like really full and complex and just so descriptive. Like this is one of those books where you don't have to imagine anything. She does it all for you. And I do not mind that. Like you really feel like you're in the Island. Like it feels like she went to this Island. Like it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like a fictional place. Like it feels like a real place that she lived for years and knows everything about and can tell you, you know, like all the little nooks and crannies and like all the little weird things about it that are unique. Like it felt so vibrant to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really why I gave her five is because I just was so sold on the setting that the rest of the book fell into place. 
and I just I really I really liked her writing style I'm trying to look up some quotes and see if there's anything that like really stands out to me but all the quotes I'm seeing are about their freaking the first line of the book dude which is what is it I don't remember it's intriguing it is the first day of November and so today someone will die it's so good it's really intriguing Anyway. Uh, God, I'm looking through quotes. They're all good. She's a good writer. She's a good writer. They only, it uh, only gets better from here in terms of her. Wow. I really need to read The Raven Cycle because if this is not her best work, like, like listen to this. This is describing the, the landscape, which is why I'm saying it. So, as the sun shines low and red across the water, I wade into the ocean. The water is still high and brown and murky with the memory of the storm. So if there's something below it, I won't know it. But that's part of this, the not knowing, the surrender to the possibilities beneath the surface. It wasn't the ocean that killed my father in the end. The water is so cold that my feet go numb almost at once. It goes on for so long. It's just beautiful. Like, I smell seaweed and fish and the dusky scent of the nesting birds on shore. Salt coats my lips, crusts my eyelashes. I feel the cold press against my body. The sand shifts and sucks out from under my feet in the tide. I'm perfectly still. The sun is red behind my eyelids. The ocean will not shift me and the cold will not take me. So good. It's so good. It's so good. I really, frick, I like how she writes. She's a good writer, dude. Dang, I'm just impressed. I'm just impressed. It's been a while since I've read something that has this level of descriptive power. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't, she doesn't overcomplicate it. I do appreciate that too. It's not, and not everything's metaphor. You know, sometimes she's just saying, she's just describing what's happening or describing a place or whatever and she's not trying to make it too much you know that and she also doesn't like some people take a really long time to get to the meat of what the sentence is and i don't feel like she does that Mm -hmm. but not in a way where it's like short and staccato like it's it is a good balance although i do like the short sentences sometimes but anyway i felt that that what you're saying that getting to the meat of it matched the island Mm, yeah you know what i mean like, they're very hard people on that island. They live on an island with murder horses. Like, they don't... Murder horses. They don't mess around as people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I felt that it fit the setting. I don't know. I just was really impressed. I don't think I've given a five for writing style yet. Wow. Clap so, for that. First writing my, style five. This is only my second five. Yeah. What was your first one? This is only my second five ever. My first five was, I think, memorability for um, the polygamous daughter. Mm. I think. Interesting. So, good pick, Gray. You did a good job. Yay. I'm glad, even though it didn't super duper fit the theme. Nah, it's fine. (laughs) Mm, It's fine. All right. Now, memorability. I don't know what voice that was. I give that one a four. Um, I felt definitely like I will think about this book in the future, but not quite a five for me because I think I'm not going to remember the characters' names and stuff. I think I'm just going to think about the idea of murder horses a lot. Yeah, I also gave it a four, kind of for the murder horse. We keep saying murder horse. They're called water horses murder or horse. kapalishka horse. is like the actual like, term for them, which is a beautiful, that's a beautiful word. I know, right? Two words. I'm not Two sure. Words. I read, I did the audiobook, so I don't actually know how anything's spelled. Um, anyway, they're actually called water horses, but, and I've never heard of the water horse legend before, like at all. And I don't think I'll be forgetting it now. Like, it's just such a unique concept. Like, the idea of these, like, vicious horses that, like, emerge from the ocean. And, like, they kind of look like normal horses, but they kind of don't. And this, like, really eerie but, like, beautiful island. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really unique in terms of setting um, and concept. And I think that's going to really stick with me. And also, I did really like the characters. 
um, I really love Sean. He likes horses too much, kind of to the point of being like, <laughs> cool down, sir, and make a friend for the love of God. He does. But, and he does make a friend. Um, <laughs> it's about the friends we make along the way. It's not about the race. Uh, it's about the friends. But that I, well, I don't remember what I was saying. Now I'm just thinking about how much this man likes horses. He likes horses so bad. I don't, there's nothing in my life I like as much as he likes horses. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe you need some more passions. What? What do you have that you are as passionate about as Sean Kendrick is about horses? <laughs> Which, by the way, and this is not a spoiler because it happens in the prologue. His dad was killed by one. His dad was killed by the horse he loves. Yeah, specifically. Mm-hmm. And he's still like, yeah, it's, I love this horse. It's not like it's not like I love this horse the way I love my cat, which is that he's my sweet baby angel who can do no wrong. He's like, I love this horse. It's the way that like... um wildlife people like 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 sharks like they respect them Mm, mm -hmm. you know like they understand how powerful they are and they don't fault them for that right but also like despite the respect i feel and the understanding that like a wild animal is a wild animal and they don't know that they're being vicious i don't think i'd be like totally chill with the shark that ate my dad right there is that is another level of devotion to this horse like, I don't think I'd hold it against the shark because I'd be like, you're a shark. But I don't think I'd, like, hang out with the shark. Yeah. I wouldn't befriend the shark. I would not befriend. I would not go out of my way to kill the shark, but I wouldn't go out of my way to befriend the shark either. Yeah. And I wouldn't, like, put all of my life and livelihood on the line for the shark. Oh, my God. He puts so much of his livelihood in the, on the line for the shark. <laughs> I wouldn't put my hand, my life in the shark's fins. I like that. I wouldn't put... I, and... Sean definitely would put his life in the hooves of, of his horse <laughs> that killed of his dad. Horse. Of his murder horse. His murder horse, whomst he loves. Murder water horse. Yep. Whomst he um, loves. And I'm going to remember that. And I'm going <laughs> to remember that. I I'm going to remember that. So I gave it a four because I thought it was really unique and weird in like a good way. And I just, I've, I've never read anything like this before, you know? And you might not ever again. It doesn't, it doesn't really fit into any formula the right. way that most books do right believability question mark i gave that one a three i just sort of felt like yeah my my understanding of the island was not like 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 when you're reading a book you, you the whole goal is for the reader to be like yeah okay in in the world that i am currently inhabiting when i read this book these are the rules and i believe that these are the rules during the world and i just believed them i didn't really like i don't know it was just average for me I gave it a 2.5. Sad. Yeah. That's okay. So here's my thing. A five will make up for it. This book is set in like relatively modern day. They never say the year and they don't give anything that would let you know like exactly the time period. But they have like cars and electricity and the people who visit from the mainland kind of talk like modern day. And it is bizarre to me that even on a remote island modern day it's not like it's a isol it's not i mean the island is isolated but it's not isolated in like that no one knows it exists like it's not like the like untouched people of the amazon or whatever um it is bizarre to me that in a modern day place that has like electricity and cars that they would be so cool with death for sport yeah well like like american and british people like mainstream culture people visit the island to watch the races and to like not not with the purpose of watching people die, but like but people, people die. die constantly. I the like, way I all over the place think of in it, violent, horrible, visible ways. Right? Yeah, because it's like on the beach. The way that I think of it is sort of like you know what's the what's it called? 
it's not hiking. It's it's mountain climbing, but it's extreme. Oh, like that kind of thing. You like I know you, what you're talking about. Like or you Mount Everest. When people like yeah. People just die. People into extreme sports. Yeah. People just be dying up there all the time, and like that's true. People use dead bodies because they'll freeze there, right? You can't get them down. Yeah, as you, you can't bring them back with you. Right. And I guess I was, I think of that sort of aspect of people when I'm thinking about this island. But I, but I, I I agree it is, it is unsettling to be like, hey, we're, hey, hey, there's a body there. (laughs) Hey, these are murder horses. Yeah. I think it's the spectatorness of it that throws me off. Cause like, you don't go to Everest to watch other people climb and die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Because, like, if it was just them I think that's, racing... that's what bothers me. Yeah. Like, if it was just on the island and it was just the islanders doing it, I think it wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that, like, people come to watch it mm-hmm. was a little, like... This is, like, a little, like, oof. But also, I get it. It's still kind of fantasy. I understand. Yeah. I just... It's just it's just different to read fantasy that's set in modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, the real thing that I docked points, though, for, for believability, the whole, like, half a point, basically, that I docked... Um, I didn't really believe why Puck got into the races in the first place. She basically just impulse says like, I'm going to race because her brother is like, I'm going to leave. Right. So she's like, well, if I race, he has to at least stick around for the races. And I don't really feel like that is a legitimate reason why someone would risk their life in the very real way that she's risking her life. Yeah. Um, I kind of start to believe it more once she sort of like publicly said that she's doing it and she's stuck by social pressure i kind of get that yeah and that eventually she starts to have sunk too much into it to get out and well, now and there's yeah. a chance that she can make prize money and be able to like not like keep her house and i'm like okay that's a reason but the initial kind of inciting moment i don't believe mm. yeah i think yeah i think if there had been more stuff initially about the prize money at the top of her head at the top of her head what is that phrase when you're yeah, talking like, about like even if she had said more specifically like oh like in her like mental like what she's thinking if she had thought oh if i win the prize money gabe won't have to leave mm-hmm. yeah if that had been that more immediately more the line of thinking as opposed to just like oh he he has to stay at least for the races if i'm racing you know because it's like it's literally not worth your life for an extra two weeks with your brother right like he's not dying he's gonna come back like, right you'll see him again you know it's bad but it, it's not worth it's not dying worth over. yeah i just i didn't i didn't get it i thought that was weird and for someone who was raised on the island and they say several times that her parents weren't into the races so she didn't grow up like watching them or mm-hmm. going to like the festivals or anything but i feel like living on the island she would know more than i feel like she knew right like she went into it i feel like the reason she did it is because she didn't know anything and she's like i can do this mm-hmm. and she yeah kind of weird that she didn't know more i definitely understood it more like you said once the social pressure happened and also because she is the first girl to be in the races and there's a lot of like people being like you're not allowed to do this and whatever and she's like hey, hold on a minute, why, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it becomes public, she's locked in and I get it. And yeah. It's fine. It was just, it was just up to initial. that point. I was like, these are all problems that could be solved if you guys just talked about your feelings. These could be solved in other ways that are less deadly. Exactly. Yeah, so um, also another, just this is really nitpicky. Do they go to school? How old is she? What's she's happening 19. with that? Oh, she's 19. She's, so 19. she's like out of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she Kay. has a job question mark, does stuff for me. Honestly, I thought mark. she was like 15 because the 
audiobook narrator had the oh, deepest voice yeah. I've ever heard. And then Sean sounded like a 30-year-old man and he's 19. And so I was like, well, then she must be like 15 at the oldest. Like, Yeah, that'd be so weird because they also have a romance. The way they... Yeah, and I was like, the way they picked these narr- the way they picked the narrators was very weird. Right, that is so not a reflection of the book, and I will not be. That makes no change on my rating. It's just a, a it confused me with their ages. Yeah, I think I know because her her brother is young. She has a younger brother. I don't know if he goes to school or not because I think he's still school well, I age. Thought maybe they get like Scorpio races off school. Maybe because so many of the boys participate. Yeah, it would make sense to just not have school. Because she said school, like, because I was thinking this the whole time. She said school bag at one point mm. when referring to like a bag, and I was like, oh, evidence of school, <laughs> <laughs> school evidence, school evidence. But she never talks about any other times. So I don't know if it's just because it's such a remote island; everyone's just kind of homeschooled. But you think there'd be like one school that everyone, would yeah, to, you know, I'm a, I'm in the world of this. Be I imagine there is a school system. I just wish that I had been told about it a little bit. I just worry for Finn. Is he getting an education? Yeah. Is he okay? What's his deal? Anyway, so total, uh, three point four two. I got three point five. Which is surprising because you actually gave it a five. But I guess mine just evens out more because I gave it about the same and you mm-hmm. had that one two point five at one point. But yeah, so what's that what's works. that together? Dead silence. That is three point four six together. Fair enough. Almost enough to round up to a four, which I think is fair. Yeah. Like when I put my like stars on Goodreads, I said four. Yeah, and I probably will too. Yeah. That makes sense. So that seems right. Uh would you recommend this book? Yeesh. I think not of like if I was going to show someone her best writing, I don't think I would do this book, but just as a book, yeah. I will say there is something good as far as recommendations go to having to a standalone book. That's true. I always recommend series yeah. to people because not everyone wants to be like three books into something. And I think this is something I would recommend. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. If you like horses and things about horses and you are an equestrian person, you would enjoy this book. You would love this book, I would argue. You would eat this right up. You would eat this the way the horses would eat people's faces. Yes. Do they even yes. eat them or do they just like kill them for fun? No, they, they eat them. Don't worry. Because in the prologue, it's not spoilers. You can get this from the preview on Google Google Books. Um, Sean is like, hey, hey, horse, don't eat my dad. And then the horse doesn't. But another horse oh, eats his dad. It's really yeah. horrific. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, no. No, they do eat Well, because I knew they would, like, drag people into the ocean. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was just because they were violent and loved the ocean. I wasn't... I knew they ate, like, sheep. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Nope. Also, I just have to say the visual of a horse eating someone... Horrifying. ...is atrocious. It's like, have you ever seen that thing? It was on the internet at one point. I don't know. Twitter, Tumblr, one of those, where someone was like, haha, wouldn't it be horrific if horses were predators? That oh, is what yeah. this book and is. It, the, did you read the whole the tag, the, the whole thread underneath that? Maybe question mark. Because the thread was that sometimes they are when forced to be. <gasps> no. Which is so bad. No. <sighs> this yeah. is so bad. Ugh, I hate yeah. That. So anyway, no, I agree. It's a terrifying concept. I think it's very compelling. That's part of why I liked the book, despite the amount of horse. They were death horses. That was cool with me. Murder horse. Murder horse. Murder horse. Murder horse. I always go one too many. One too many murder horse? Yeah, when we chant. Oh, uh, you fool. I know. Oh, well. I go too hard. I'm the, I'm the same thing with like if me and my friends like seeing a line from a song or something. I always <laughs> say one line too many. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, That's I embarrassing do that. for you. It's always embarrassing. I do not enjoy it. 
All right. So that is going to do it for astrology for us. Yay. Good pick, Gray. I enjoyed that. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a really unique book. Yeah. Really had nothing to do with astrology. Nothing at all. No. (laughs) But it was, it was, it was enjoyable. So I'm glad you picked it. Um, This episode is coming out December 1st. It is officially holiday season, whatever holiday you are celebrating. Happy holidays. Um, Lie, it's December 2nd. What? Because we do it on Mondays. Oh, because on Monday. We do it on Mondays now. I'm so sorry. This episode is coming out December 2nd. Um, So we have two more episodes being released in December. Um, And so they're going to be holiday themed. And so... We're going to be doing like holiday themed books and segments, but also our like year end roundup of the best books that we read for the year. So if you want to hear about how many books have you read so far this year, Gray? I have read 84. My goal is 100 and I'm behind right now. So I think I'm at, no, I'm at 85. So. All right. And I'm at 54. So if you want to hear about the best books of that over a hundred number who knows what it's going to be by the time that we're actually making the segment. Um, definitely listen to our holiday episodes, which are coming up. Um, and for the holiday episodes, we are going to select somehow holiday related books. Mine just has to do with snow. So it's sort of winter themed. Um, and so next week we are going to be reading the snow child by you and Ivy. Ooh. That sounds exciting. Have you heard of this book? I have not, but um, what what genre is it? What's it about? So it is a retelling is kind of the wrong term. Reimagining of a um, like little like some Northern European legend called the Snow Child. Um, it is also historical fiction in like kind of magical realism. The, those are your favorite things. So yeah, no, I love them. I'm very excited about this. Some people say say it's fantasy, but I think they really mean magical realism because I think there's only one magical thing that happens, and that mm. is the snow child itself. Um, so it's about this like older couple who like has always dreamt of having kids, and they live in the woods, and there is a mysterious child in the snow. That's all I know so far. <laughs> just uh, just chilling, just chilling in the snow. Wow, literally chilling. <laughs> literally chilling in the snow um but it has really good reviews the cover snow art parts. is really kind of adorable um it's alaska in the 1920s um here Ooh, let's see alaska. yeah alaska in the 1920s jack and mabel are the is the cute little couple um they build a oh this is what it is this is sorry i read this earlier and just already forgot um they build a child out of snow and then the next morning the like snow child they built is gone but there's like a little girl running through the trees. <gasps> oh. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so from it's like 2012. kind of like a fairy tale, but it also something goes wrong. Oh no. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Sounds exciting. So it is, it's not new, but it fits the theme. It's not like a gross holiday romance. Maybe um, I'll choose a gross holiday I like the idea romance. that it's kind of a fairy tale too, because I think fairy tales fit into holidays. For sure. The magic. Like they have that whimsical... Yeah, magic feeling. The magic of Christmas. If you are interested in any of the books we mentioned today, because this is another episode where we mentioned a lot of books, um, go to our website, bookandsiblings.com, so that you don't have to memorize exactly what we said about your sign, and you can just see what we picked for you, um, and there'll probably be a link to its Goodreads or Amazon page, which will make it really easy for you to find that book later. So if you're interested in the book for your sign or any of the other signs, go to bookandsiblings.com. Dot com and there will be a corresponding blog post about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and hanging out with us on this December 2nd. 
Jake. Also, if you could just like leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it doesn't even really matter what it says. But if you could do that, we would love that. It'd be so fun. It'd be really nice for us. We'll handwrite you a letter helpful. of gratitude. Our, we will not because we do not have your address. I'll write you a poem. But if we could, we would. If you give me your address, I'll write you a poem and send it to you. Or just like your Instagram handle or something. I can DM you. Tweet us. <gasps> Tweet us. I forgot about Twitter. <laughs> and Gray will write you a poem. He is poem. the 2017 Nashville Youth Poet Laureate. He's a published poet. Almost three He's years ago. He's not a crappy poet. I'm not a crappy He's poet. He's an actual poet. So we'll write you poetry. he can do that for you. I'll write you my gratitude poetry. Anyway. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. Wow. Love. Love. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Join us next time. Very Let's talk soon. about the holidays. The holidays. The holidays are here. Hey. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy. Um, I don't, what are, I don't know any other holidays. <laughs> you were like, I ran happy out. <laughs> I ran out. There's probably some more. Don't know what they are, but I'm happy for you if you're celebrating Winter them. solstice. Yeah. That's it. Happy solstice. It's the only one I know. So. What's Christmas? All right. Mm. Right. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye.